Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is yet another Tim May podcast, and uh, I've really obviously enjoyed doing these things, especially in the last several months, because I've gotten to meet a lot of interesting people along the way as the Big Ten has wrestled on whether to play or not to play. And by that, I mean in the fall, in October. Uh, as we record this, uh, confidence is extremely high that uh, the Big Ten is going to rule uh, will have already ruled or will rule in the next several days that there will be a return to play possibly by mid-October. That's why I uh, brought in my special guest again for this for this week. We've had him on a couple of times before, but Dr. Corey M. Teague, and uh, yeah, the last name is familiar. He is the father of Master Teague III. Uh, he is a professor for one of another term at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, he is a professor of some repute. And uh, Dr. Teague, thanks for joining me again. No problem, glad, glad to be here. Uh, let's just get right to the brass tacks of it. Uh, as I talked to you before we started this thing, uh, I really do believe that the way you parents stepped up and stepped out uh, vocally and in writing uh, has kind of helped the Big Ten get to this point. What, what is your take on that? What is the influence you think you folks had in this whole thing? Yeah, I, I could agree with that, that there was some influence there. Uh, you know, I see life, I see things like like puzzles. You know, any situation has a lot of different pieces to it. And I think that's one piece to it. You know, the parents uh, speaking up and supporting our, our sons and things like that. So it is one piece to it. And I think it was an important piece. But then you also got to have another piece of that is the people that will listen to us. And, of course, you guys did that. And uh, you and some other, you know, other media uh, sources and things like that were able to pay attention to us. So that's another piece to it. And, and then uh, just everyone getting involved in that, uh, you know, just speaking up, speaking out, even if it's, if it's the, the families, the parents, then that, you know, that, that triggers fans or just people that are uh, maybe not even fans, but uh, just to look, start to look at the situation and speak up about it. And then, and so, yeah, so I think, it's, yeah, I do think it does, did play a role. How much do you think visual evidence plays a role too of sitting for two weeks and watching other other conferences, uh, both large and small, play football? Seeing high schools playing football, uh, seeing the NFL kick off with no fans in the stands in a lot of places, but the fact that they did play football games. How much do you think visual evidence has helped spur this? I mean, I would think it had to uh, to see other people doing it. And doing it safely, you know that that's that is that's 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 good evidence, and so I definitely believe that, and that's why I was, you know, in my in my own heart, I was hoping that the other conferences were able to do it, were able to play uh, for that visual evidence, but at the same time, just for the you know the institution of football itself to to survive, and uh, the young people get to the young guys get to play it, and uh, uh, you know because their career, you know, their careers and their education is uh, maybe at stake there. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's, that last two weeks have been great to watch that. You know, it's been great to watch it. Uh, bittersweet, because we could be playing ourselves, but at the same time, man, I hope, hope they're watching this and maybe even talking to some of these people to see what they're doing or uh, or not. I mean, I don't know, but definitely, definitely, the last two weeks have been been pretty good to uh, see. Yeah, and you guys, you, you guys mean parents, et cetera, and everybody who's been sort of an advocate for return to play, uh, let them play. Uh, as Ryan Day so eloquently put it uh, last week, uh, which I thought was, like I said, it's, it's, that was all, as audacious a statement 
final Ohio State football coaches I've ever seen. And I've, I've been covering Ohio State football since 1984, and I know about Woody Hayes and stuff. But to stand up for your for your players and uh, the idea of let them play, uh, I've never, I'm, you know, because he is – that's a pretty bold sit- statement in a situation where your conference has deemed they aren't ready to play yet. Do you agree? I mean, what did that do – uh, for you, from the standpoint of we're from a standpoint of reputation uh, with Ryan Day, with you, from the standpoint he stood up for his players and his players' families. Yeah, it's just another. Uh, I don't know if it's icing on the cake, but it's definitely another piece of uh, uh, evidence that uh, Coach Day supports our boys. You know, we've we've uh, I've had conversations with him just over the phone, just with him, and then of course the. Uh, the zooms and things like that, and so you you get you get the sense that man, yeah, he definitely does, and then so then to go uh, public with it as well, you know, like I said, that's just another uh, another piece of that uh, evidence, another piece of evidence that he where his support is, yeah, and to 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 speak out and say that even though right now they're questioning and uh, and I, I'm sure he knows he's he's been a part of it. I mean, he definitely knows he's been in this situation, been more than the head coach in the sense of trying to get this uh, – make this thing safe for our guys and what they did over the summer. I mean, so, yeah, man, it just adds to, uh, I guess, that faith that he is uh, – where he stands, you know, as it relates to, the, to, our, to, our, to our sons. Over the last several weeks, have you become more confident or less confident that if, in fact, they do return to play, uh, the Big Ten, you know, Ohio State, that things will be – as safe as possible for your son, Master Teague III? I mean, where, where do you stand the more you've learned about this process, but the more you've also learned about the COVID-19 situation, et cetera? What's just, what is your feel on that, Dr. Teague? Yeah, I would think it's uh, my level of confidence has increased uh, with the last two weeks and other teams playing. Yeah. And so, so that confidence has increased. I was pretty confident about it before. But now, like you say, you have some visual evidence. It's kind of like getting that uh, – uh, that hands-on training, even though I, I'm watching someone else do it. Uh, yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, I can see that, man. I can, you know, even look at that and see that, and I can learn from that and imitate that, uh, emulate it as well. And so, man, it's uh, the confidence is there. I think the, the the time clock ticking is where it's kind of like you got this confidence sitting here, but you got this time clock on the other side, and you know, are they going? When, when are they going to clash? And so, ho- hopefully, yeah. they don't. So hopefully they don't. And hopefully they uh, we get a decision in the middle of that, and we get to move on and say, "All right, man, uh, let's do this." And uh, we still got time. Yeah, and you know you've been paying attention. There also have been games that have been postponed. Uh, you know, like Virginia, Virginia Tech, and things already been postponed um, indefinitely. Uh, things like that. So there is there is vigilance out there about this thing is this COVID-19 can be a real, is a real thing, but can be. uh, And so does, does that bother you? uh, Or or, because I've been looking at it like, well, really though, the difference between that situation and January, will there be any difference? You know what I mean? In the standpoint of the jeopardy teams are facing it. Are you looking at it in that same way of, unless a vaccine suddenly comes along, you know, we're going to be sitting here. If they had waited till January, you'd still be sitting here wondering whether you could play, right? If you follow my drift. Yeah, I, yeah. I follow you on that. Um, yeah, I guess you. Yeah, I would. I would say yeah. I would say I would think the concerns would be the same, or 
it would be any different now and then, even with a, even if you uh, have a vaccine, you know, because I don't know, you know, people can still contract things with a vaccine. So what, what do we do then? Are we, do, are we still saying, you know, the con- uh, contact tracing, even if you have the vaccine? Uh, yeah. That kind of thing. And so, you know, that I think those questions will still be there. And so I don't see the difference of waiting. You know, I don't yeah. see the difference of playing now and playing then. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll see that. Uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, the, the Zoom meetings that Coach Day and his staff have had with you parents. How, how frequent were those? Were they once a week, once a month? I mean, just give people an understanding who don't get to uh, experience that of how they did keep you guys in the loop. Yeah, they were frequent enough. Because I, I say that because, you know, some of them I w- wasn't able to make. Uh, but what they did, uh, they recorded those for us. And so I could go back and watch uh, what the meeting was about. And so, I mean, there was a number of them. There was just a number of them. You know, they would, you know, they say, hey, we're going to meet. Sometimes we would know a week ahead of time. Sometimes we know two days ahead of time. And it's just them wanting to uh, keep us in the loop in front of, uh, about things. So they were, they were frequent. And, um, yeah, it, it wasn't, it, there was no amount, there was no sense of being left in the dark. Yeah. It came to, to what they were going to do. They laid it out of what they were going to do. And then they followed up to show us that they were doing what they said they were going to do. And uh, so that was, uh, that was really good. That was re- now that, that, you know, that was transparency right there. Uh, <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah. You know, you're sitting here today though, as we, as we talk, you still don't know what, what put the big 10 over the, over the edge three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when they decided to postpone the season till the spring, you're still not clear on what what finally led to that decision. Am I correct on that? I'm correct on that. I, I don't know uh, what finally led to the decision. Uh, I mean, unless it's something I'm missing, I don't know, you know how they came to the decision. Was it uh, within the bylaws, how things are supposed to happen? Uh, which then puts you in a position where, okay, I don't have that transparency. So even in the position of where we are now, is there a need for a vote? Uh, yeah. What other season have what, did, they, did people vote to play? Uh, so, you know, it's like they have these meetings today or yesterday, I think it was. And so once you have all the information, um, uh, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Even and I'm hesitating because I don't know. I feel like I don't know what I'm talking about in the sense of what they're doing. Yeah, like transparency is missing. I'll say, are they voting? Are they just trying to feel good about it? And then someone that's a leader is going to step up and lead and say, "Hey, we feel good about this. We plan, and if you don't want to play your university to play, then that's on you." Yeah. Uh, so I don't, you know. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I told everybody. I mean, everybody kept talking about a vote, like it's like a presidential election or something. I go. The way I've always understood it is more of like you're either in or you're, you know, you're either for, you're either 
are in to play or you you don't feel comfortable about playing, but maybe you don't keep the other 12 or the other 10 schools that are comfortable from playing. I mean, I, yeah. I, and I think that's more of the way to, uh, to maybe define it because – but then you have to decide, well, wait a minute, though, if we're not comfortable about playing, should we share – should we still get at least some share of the revenue that you're going to generate by playing? You know what I mean? And, uh, and then, you know, there are all those questions that have to be answered because it's not really just a snap of the finger kind of like situation in that regard. Yeah. And I think that's what they've been wrestling with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can see wrestling with that in a sense of, uh, yeah, I understand processing. You got to, things are bigger than what they might seem and decisions are more complex than what they might look like. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, uh, I mean, it's okay for us to know, to know that. Uh, yeah. even if, even if we don't know who's, you know, who's, uh, at, at this point in time, not wanting to play, but at least know that, uh, you know, these are the decisions that's being made. And even if you just tell the coaches and then they would inform, um, the, 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 the players and the parents just so, okay, all right. Well, so now we understand. And so we get a, we get a, an idea of time frame and all that. And, uh, but it's just, uh, yeah, and, you know, you hope people are competent, right? Yeah. The other, people, the other leagues are competent, so you just hope our league is competent. You know, what's interesting to me, the, one of the more eye-opening uh, parts of that Ryan Day statement last week was the fact that I think the coaches had just come off a Zoom meeting uh, with the commissioner, with the Big Ten commissioner, et cetera, and he was even still perplexed on why they weren't playing. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. What does it tell you about the organization, uh, Dr. Teague, that even Ryan Day, who's the head coach of one of the 14 teams, was not – it's still not clear to him why they weren't playing. Does that trouble you? Yeah. It, well, it troubles me. Well, yeah, it troubles me. I, I would say that. Uh, it's not a good look um, in the sense of uh, – Man, you, you you know, you don't – I don't accuse – like to accuse people of things. Uh, I like to have facts and things. Uh, yeah. But if you keep getting a look that's not good, nothing's fitting. Like I said, the puzzle pieces are the way I put things together, and this piece of the puzzle is not fitting. And either I don't, again, don't have all the information or this is not the truth. And so uh, it's just not a good look. And so it is, yeah, to, to just not be able to – uh, put your finger on it or someone to articulate something to you the way you can walk away and say, okay, I got enough. I got, I got adequate information. Uh, man, that's, uh, to one, not, uh, it's, it sounds insensitive if it's done on purpose, uh, or, um, poor communication. I mean, you know, like I said, I don't like to accuse people, but Hey, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard when you just, when you, for this long, stuck in a position yeah. yeah i was gonna say because he's getting the same question from you guys <clears throat> from you guys you parents as he's trying to ask you know and you can't give an answer you can't give an answer that you don't know the answer to right i mean that's got to yeah. put him in a very tough situation yeah yeah uh I, yeah I, I know it does you know yeah. i said i've had conversations but uh it's uh it is tough, and so hopefully, but yeah, just the, these pieces that are missing is it's hard to to wrap your head around them, to speak about them, to uh, be articulate about it. It's just uh, it's difficult. So 
man, it's um, you hate that your sons are, uh, have to be involved in that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's confusion. Yeah, because it affects them more than anyone else. And, uh, you know, it seems like the people you're affecting the most should have the most information of why you're affecting them, right? Yeah, that, yeah and I know they're not quite – yeah, definitely, because I know they're not quite professionals yet, but at Ohio State, that's what they're <clears> – you can see your son moving towards that, you know, just the way they take care of their bodies and the, the mindset about things. And so you, these guys are uh, – you know, on their way to being that, but if if not already have that mindset, and then yeah. have then to be put into something like this, man, that really can throw you off. Uh, you know, you have to be pretty sound in mind, and and, and, and a lot of our guys are stay focused, stay. I mean, because it's uh it's a uh, you know they're, they're de- developing that professionalism that they need for the next level, and from this skill building to maintaining the skill that you build. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, discipline. we got we gotta, we can't yeah. put these, yeah, we gotta let these guys loose. Yeah. The discipline it takes to move to the next level. Exactly. Hey, last thing, uh, uh, a couple of players, Sean Wade and Wyatt Davis, uh, opted to step out. I mean, and those are big pieces on this football team. Um, you know, and obviously those two, those two young men were captains, uh, and especially uh, Sean Way's dad, Randy, was one of the you know leaders of this movement. You know that you you've been part of too. The, uh, yeah. Just what, what's your thought? Just your general thought when you heard those guys were stepping away and deciding to uh, uh, focus on moving on to the NFL. Oh, just what was your general thoughts about that? Because uh, y'all were kind of in a cause together, you know, and uh, and maybe yeah. they decided to opt out. Go ahead. Yeah, it went in different directions. Uh, you know, I know these guys. Uh, you know, I watch watch them. You know, yeah. um, and I know that they're great players and they're great teammates. And so you you so so one the team itself. You know, we're losing some great players and great teammates and great leaders. And so the team itself, we, we're losing that. Uh, um, I do understand. I won't say I understand fully, but I understand how that decision may come across some of the guys, and I'm sure there may be other guys on the team that maybe in the same boat, but so I do, so I understand that way. So it's bittersweet. It's kind of like, uh, why Davis said it's bittersweet. Uh, cause you do. And then my own son, man, you want your son to be on, on the team with greatness. Yeah. You want yeah. Them to play with greatness. You want them to be around greatness. You want them to, uh, to, so, you know, so at least those two guys right now, you know, he, he won't, uh, you know, have a fall season with. And so that, you know, you hate, to see that and uh you know the parents i'm sure like you say i've talked to randy and i've been around him and uh to make that decision you know that's not an easy decision um and uh not that it's any of my business or anything like that but you know you do wonder man you wonder how they came to it and why they came to it uh with with the question mark right now as far as an october start but uh that's you know when it comes to that, it boils down to the to the to the the, uh, the inner circle, I would say. Yeah. Uh, in their family and making that decision, so I do wish them well, man. I wish them well, and uh, but I do. Uh, you, you you just hate that. Uh, you hate to think that they were that, that was forced on them. Yeah. Uh, that's just yeah. That's just that's not acceptable. But uh, you hate to think that that was and. Uh, because yeah. of the circumstances, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, because of the circumstances, it was forced on him in the sense of question marks about the season and when the season would start and uh, that yeah. type of you hate just, to see that. Yeah, just the timing of those decisions is what is a little bit interesting to me. Just when you, there's momentum, you think that uh, the Big Ten is definitely going to play um, maybe by mid-October. It's just the timing of those. And like you touched on it, it kind of gave me goosebumps a little bit. You know, they were going to be, they knew they were going to be part of a great team this year. This is a great assemblage of yeah. players, talent, people. I mean, there's some great people on this football team. And, you know, you may never get that again. No, you know, whoever drafts you, you may be in a great organization, but you may never be on a part of a great team again, you know, because you know how the NFL is. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. have, oh. have nots there. And that that's the only thing I regret for them is passing up this chance to be a part of something, you know, and you never know what the end point's going to be, right, or what's going to yeah. be the ending to this. But going in, man, you know it. You feel it, right? This has the potential to be yeah. one of the great yeah. teams. Yeah, you, you do get it. You get that. You Yeah, I feel it. You know, I've watched football and played football, and, you know, you watch these guys, and, yeah, you just get – I mean, just uh, very solid everywhere. Uh, yeah. When I about positions, uh, you know, and the leadership that's there, like you said, and, and the guys that are there, and just uh, it's all of that, you know, all the way, all the way around from from athletics to character and a sense of holding each other responsible and, and accountable, and how they've done this even d- during this uh, this virus thing. And yeah. so, yeah, man, it's uh, you you just hope, like you said, you hope that it, it's, it's 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 difficult. It takes work to put to put a team together like that. It's uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Too bad. Last last thing. Uh, uh, put you on the spot here. Do you think uh, December the nineteenth you're going to be? Do you think you will be in Indianapolis watching Ohio State play for a Big Ten championship? What is your gut feeling telling you right now? December nineteenth. Nineteenth, yeah. Let's say, yeah. If they if they do start the season mid October, do you? Yeah. What is your oh, yeah. What is your sense? Oh yeah, we'd definitely be there. Okay. I think we'd definitely be there. You talking about playing for that championship? Yeah, playing for the championship. Do you, you think? You think, it will, think we'll, we'll get to that point? You know what I mean? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll be there. I think we'll win it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I, my you when you say the hope and the gut feeling, I'm gonna say yes to that. Ladies and gentlemen, positive thinking. That's what I like about Dr. Corey M. Teague, the father of Master Teague III, Ohio State running back, but just uh, an entity in his own right. Uh, Dr. Teague, thanks for joining me on the Tim May Podcast once again. No problem, sir. You have a great one. You too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much for watching.